Disturbing news this evening out of Florida as a Tallahassee man faces domestic violence charges following allegations that he loudly farted whilst in bed, then forced his girlfriend's head beneath the covers while screaming, You's going to the gas chamber, Grandma! Well, if you wanted honesty, you've come to the wrong place. Cunnilingus and cum dumpstery. Yes, that is <laughs> what we're at here. Ooh, I love it. It is not the cola, it is a cock. Cock, cock cola. Time to whip it out and start cooking. The power of the mic compels you. Much like cock, I need one. And at this point, you can smell the Caucasian through your speakers. You're screaming at cream! I think I missed half of the references, but I understood the point. Dim-witted <sighs> dunderfuck. This is the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. And we are thrilled to have you here because we have our second, yet nay, first dyed-in-the-wool official guest for this evening's episode, the Christian Stitcher, Miss Courtney. Hey, friends. Hello. Hi. Welcome. This is our first bit of estrogen on the podcast in a good long while. Sam technically does not count because she's got bigger balls than all of us. <laughs> and so... How is uh, Michael left out of that count? <laughs> I take I, treatments for that. <laughs> yeah, we're really accepting around here. That shorn pubic hair back onto his face for months and months now. So it I want to dedicate the effort. <laughs> yeah. Crazy glue flakes off, just by the way. <laughs> already okay, were. I, I brought yeah, go you guys for it. a gift. Oh, yeah. What you, what, you, what you got? So to stay true to the name, because I think Kristen, Christian Stitcher is funny for more reasons than one, because I cross-stitch as a hobby. Yeah. So I made you guys a thing. I don't know if you'll be able to see it. <gasps> oh, oh, my good God. I we Quab, will need sorry. to take a picture of that for that is, all the social medias. That's beautiful. That is amazing. Have you shared that with your parents yet? I'm sure they're proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the first place I sent it, actually. Also, just since we're not doing the After Dark, which obviously you are uh, more than more than welcome on this week, obviously, mm -hmm. um, can you describe what the cross-stitch that you showed us is? Like, what it says? Yeah. I so it says it's supposed to look like um, like a movie billboard, like an old-timey, like, you know, the marquee. And it says, The Cum Slingers, starring <laughs> Timothy Lone Cactus, Kenton Crazy. Eldorado, and Robert Greer. It and only would have been better if you would have besmirched him and put Peter Greer instead. No. I really thought about it, actually. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm so happy that, like, you gave my actual name. <laughs> But well, then, the best part well. about it was, so I put guns on there as well, and Jonah, my husband, pointed out that the flowers kind of look like cum, and then I was really upset, <laughs> but knew you would be happy, so that's where I'm at. I mean, really, if we're being imaginative, the cun, the cuns, the guns <laughs> can be cocks, you know, if we want to just, you know, project well, a, a little bit more. There's a Kiss song about that. It's called Love Gun. There is. You pull the trigger. On my I'm love very gun. glad that you are the one who admits to being a KISS fan on this podcast, friend. I am going to backtrack and say the only reason I know that is because of the movie Role Models. Where That's not saving you anything. I, I, I'm not trying to save myself at all. Not Good. one bit. 
Well, oh, uh, Courtney's we... on the AHA train. AHA. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. She splashed out. Sorry, I get excited. This what were you saying, be Shane? another one of those. <laughs> we're just going to have to fight to pull John back into the reeds here. Uh, I have your participation trophy with me. Yes. It is in the form of two things. There is an audio file I will be sending you, oh, which no. is only going to be available to individuals who have guested on this podcast, which the boys have just heard this week. Oh, pre-screened. But we have the remix version of our hit single, Babies on the Rooftop, <laughs> which you are now going to have just for your consumption. And then um, we, I made up some buttons that we were going to use for fan fusion that we were going to hand out for individuals who attended the... Uh, the programming we were going to do, and since those have gone the way of the dodo, you will be one of the very few people who will have that. And that will only be given to those who have completed the gambit of listening to this ridiculous little podcast. Wow. Exclusive merch and everything. Indeed. Personalized, even. Yeah. Um, did you sign the petition yet, Courtney? For Taco Bell? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm taking feel... the potatoes off the menu. Do you know how upset I was? <laughs> Tell me. I'm still upset. Emotionally bereft, in I fact. I cry every time I drive past a Taco Bell now. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Uh, that's just me being triggered, but I have the same experience. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite things about you, Courtney, is that you legitimately are one of the best cooks that I know. You and your husband are, are amazing. And when I met you and I learned, like, yeah, that's what you went to school for, and just, and then I got to try some some of your food and realized it wasn't all talk. Um, <laughs> the first time I saw you guys get drunk and then walk across the street and get an obscene amount of Taco Bell, I was like, "But you appreciate good things, <laughs> and you're eating Taco Bell. Like it, it, it's very like oxymoronic to me." Well, John, some would say that's how we're friends with you, actually. Because <laughs> uh, we have taste, but then, you know, we're but, friends with you. But so. then you slum it down. You feel mm. you feel bad for the slow kid. <laughs> Sometimes it is Ooh. really that any port in a storm principle that we've established, <laughs> particularly with your shitterbaiting practices. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just need the video then and there. I don't care that, you know, she's not the greatest looking woman or man on the planet. I'm just going to barrel into this and, and finish up yeah by god um yes. also my incognito mode is fixed i don't know what happened maybe just speaking it uh fixed it but it, you spoke it i i willed it, it. i speak it daddy you're trying to call it out of the air now you pull it out of the ether mm-hmm. yeah now it's gone it doesn't it doesn't at me anymore about pornography and depression so i must be feeling better Okay, you officially morphed into Jason Mewes in real life. You're now screaming up at the sky. They're like, beautiful, naked, big-titted women just don't fall out of the sky, you know? <laughs> Pornhub. Okay, Paragot, your well, Taco Bell. Yeah, that was, that was nice dead air. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> it's a good one. That was waiting. you get to experience, my jokes often die like this, and we <laughs> still keep them in the episodes, which is really grand. I refuse to cut content. <laughs> It's one of the things really, I'm most really excited do. to hear is how much goes on that doesn't make the cut. It's usually just a lot of dead air. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, the insensitivity is also often. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of lack of sensitivity, I'm going to go ahead and say, in case you are listening to this, Courtney, thank you for being in a quiet environment to record your episode where there is a lack of background noise. Uh, you know. It would be a shame if there was dishes being done in the background. Mm, get Maybe a, your significant other 
you know, trying to proffer you for things while, you know, you're trying to record a podcast. So thank you for, for, for this. And, um, you know, I'm just glad guys that we're better prepared, uh, now knowing what we need. So, well, we did want to co-host with a little bit of personality for once. And so <laughs> that's why yeah. we didn't invite Sam. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you guys to kick me out and replace me with someone of actual talent. I want to be able, uh, I want Shane to be able to, when he mutes you on Zoom, which he frequently does, for it to also mute your audacity or like delete a chunk. So like you're totally off of the episode for that section of time. Ouch. I mean, he's going to be presenting all of the episodes going forward, John. So, I mean, we're going to have a lot. Oh, that's right. Because we got like five more L. Ron Hubbard things. And then he's changing his mind halfway through as he is wont to do. Um, yeah. And what, I... what are you... I guess I'll, I'll I'll mention that really quickly. Um, you know, instead of talking about the actual episode today, uh, I looked at the numbers, and it doesn't appear that people are super interested in learning about Elron Hubbard, <laughs> um, which is understandable. So I'm I I did some more number crunching, and I looked at the the bigger popular episodes, and I'm gonna do more uh, internet conspiracy slash uh, urban legends. Um, and then I, uh, were... I pulled down my pants and I looked down and there was just a calculator down there. Uh, turns out I haven't had a waiter this entire time. And um, all I do an is I punch <laughs> five. Thank you. I just punch boobies in there and just yeah. look at it upside eight, down. Zero, zero, eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. I, I'm fancy. I added I add a five there. I don't want one. I want two. Courtney, are you interested in hearing about uh, L. Ron Hubbard? You're a listener. Oh, yeah, I guess I am. Um You don't, you can just no. be brutally honest. That's, yeah, okay. That's fine. So, uh apropos of this conversation, which is very funny. So, Michael, if you didn't know already that I I was joking in the entire time that I said I was going to base any of my further conduct on the listenership of this podcast because we would make no episodes. Oh. If anybody was actually like, you know, interested in what we had to say then we would actually have listenership beyond courtney hey Ugh. don't diminish i, oh, I have oh, great oh. taste we already established that so i don't know yes. why we're not basing it solely off of my opinion well one thank you for letting us be the taco bell of your podcast <laughs> listening um and then speaking again of taco bell shane you can't give away our, our numbers like that they're gonna catch on we're starting a movement here you need to double down and it, it admits that we yeah that we have you know it's Listen, a satirical thing yeah there's there's seven hundred and fifty thousand downloads every single week and we know this to be true i we, will show you the screen caps yeah and we we actually had to send a message to our podcast host like hosting network mm. because they were her, they were like guys there's too much traffic coming through your site it's every time you drop an episode it's hindering the site like you're almost yeah, we're crashing, crashing it. podbean constantly yeah and well stitcher stitcher can't even handle it stitcher no. hardly even hosts us now um <laughs> <laughs> all well, the relevant podcasting platforms you know they can just barely contain us uh, but what I was saying is I was doing some research, and one of the topics I'm contemplating is the Cleveland Torso Murders. What? Is the point, because yes, the what is going to happen. And as I'm writing this up, Melissa goes, how's that going to be funny? <laughs> <laughs> Which one is like... She's been with you for a while, right? I'm like, you've listened to the show. Like, it's it's kind of, we managed to make things which should not inherently be amusing, just through our sheer irreverence and our juvenile humor, we make it funny for at least the three of us, and that's all we really care about. 
Yeah. So, and I mean, Courtney, you have listened to everything now, right? Yes. Everything, and you watched all the the After Dark no. and. Those no, aren't on, not on Stitcher. That doesn't qualify. <laughs> Fuck. That was a um, statement that that you had made to us before. Reading for retention is that, not John Strong's suit. Yes. We've learned this. Remembering huh? as well. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I learned I? this week that I uh that you're absolutely correct and I don't read half of the text that I get either. Uh I've been asking people repeat questions like, "Oh, what's going on there?" Like I text you that. No, you didn't. Like, yeah, check it out. And I'll go look back like three messages later. I'm really guilty with this with Becky because I'll be at work and I like I'll, I'll get a push notification to my watch and I'll see the most recent one. But if it's a string of messages, I think that I, I got them all. Um, for example, I was working last night and, you know, just we had like normal, you know, couple talking to each other, you know, throughout the night over text. But I missed something pivotal. And it was a text that said, I went Your dad to- died. Yeah, actually, yeah, brutally. He fell off a cliff, died on impact. Um, uh, he was uh, trying to fix that patio. Behind but on him. two important things. he, uh, <laughs> She texts me. She goes, I went and I picked up your dog and he had a dingleberry and he got shit all over my arm. This is your dog. <laughs> I missed that text. I wish I would have gotten that text. Like seen it. It would have made my whole night. I'm cheating myself out of a genuine experience. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for the story. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> Courtney, thank you for listening. But I think, do you agree with what Shane was saying? I do think it's uh, we we do a good job of just being jackasses to ourselves and making it entertaining to ourselves. Oh yeah, for sure. No, you guys are all just bad people, so any topic can be laughable. <laughs> Very true. Why are you trying to get validation here, John? <laughs> <laughs> You've been friends with me for a really like long you time. Do a lot you of episodes. Is, is is this because you did a bad episode today? Did I do a bad episode? We um, haven't even done the episode yet. <laughs> I we mean, haven't. Bad topic. Sorry. I was uh. trying to Sigourney segue into being sincere and saying that this episode is on Thanksgiving week. And I was going to say something that I'm thankful for is that we've been doing this for a minute. And you guys, it's a lot of fun just to talk shit with you guys every week. And I was yes. thankful that we also have Courtney on this week. So, boom, roasted. Fuck you, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael thinks that sentiment is something that he studied in geology. So I'm afraid it's somewhat lost on him, but uh, I appreciate it, John. Thank you. Thank you. It's my favorite type of rock. <laughs> Thank you for explaining the joke, Dad. I was oh my God. waiting with bated oh breath boy. to see whether you were picking up what I was putting look at, down. Look at me just spilling all this spaghetti all over the place. I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. So, okay, so would you rather say the topic? You, oh, go ahead. Who are uninitiated <laughs> to this inglorious little podcast. What we typically do here is make juvenile humor, uh, you know, back in vogue. Michael suffers from insomnia. And then we will explain a random esoteric topic to one another. And in the course of laying out the facts about said topic, we will intersperse, nay, leaven in the occasional lie in order to try to keep us engaged and, you know, make this completely unentertaining if possible and so that is our standard operating procedure here and so brace for the lies because we will yell at them we will call them out and name them interloper or posse, posse. interloper and we hope that you all enjoy yep. it so what are we talking about this week my friend john oh boy we're talking about thanks killing in honor of thanksgiving being this Thursday? Or as Asher would say, uh, Christians murdering Indians. Yes. Thanks killing 
is near and dear to my heart because I forgot how absolutely terrible it was. How I knew it was bad, possible? but I would go out and say it's probably the worst movie I have ever seen. High praise. And you motivated me with your deathbed episode um, to, to seek it out again. Michael, I appreciate that. I do. Michael, you look like you had something stuck in between. Um, when you said the worst movie, I immediately thought of my favorite worst movie uh, actually either or so i might actually do an episode on either of them the room or birdemic um in the near future i think birdemic would be fun i thought you were gonna ask us if we watched mad men again <laughs> uh no that's a season one thing i haven't asked that since then that i've thrown so all bad. of my old so 2000 you know, and late yeah exactly 2000 and late yeah yeah <laughs> you're so okay. 2008 <laughs> Wait, shoot. Uh, have oh. any of you guys have any of you guys seen thanksgiving except for me no 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 i've this wanted to but i have not. fun okay so it is available on amazon prime if uh if you Ow. have a lack of self-respect and interest in in seeing what's gonna happen but i feel like after we talk about it uh it's michael just killed his microphone <laughs> my mic just slid <laughs> off of my table i have no idea how that happened Continue, Keep John. it in. You can't edit this out. I understand this. <laughs> I had to play it off of Frankenstein's fat foot, so you have to fucking <laughs> Leave keep me your, alone. your irresponsibility on air. I understand this. <laughs> Nuts, bolts, and the occasional jolt. That's the Frankenstein story. Michael, do you want me? Please. Do you want me to wait for you to be prepared? No, go. I'm done. Ew. You sure? You're done. <laughs> You're done. I, I take two seconds. I. I it's very so- uh, it's it a known. source of disappointment. <laughs> you did have to like the in, title of your your biography. <laughs> um, well, there are two lies, mainly because this is so ridiculous. I didn't want us to get too slap happy. All right, um, bullshit. I'm disappointed. I I'm I'm yeah, good at doing did that. Did you even well- ask her if she wanted a slap happy episode or not? I did not ask like, her. I feel like you're not being very like considerate toward our guest. You've met she's me. She's been listening to this podcast for the entirety of its run. She's used to being disappointed. And being like Touché. inconsiderate behavior. Yeah. Well, <laughs> without further ado or trauma, um, Thanks Killing was released in 2008. It's an American slasher film written and directed by Jordan Downey. It had a modest budget of $112,248. Bullshit. That is bullshit. Yeah, they never, <laughs> they never do specifics for, um, for Michael, cost. you've just been replaced. I know that uh, John can't count that high, so there's just no way. It's true. I can only count to four, and sometimes not even that. Um, no, so the actual budget, which was specified, uh, was $3,500. Um, however, it was followed up by a 2013 sequel called Thanks Killing 3, and that that budget was a hundred and twelve two hundred and forty eight. No, I'm gonna and, I'm gonna the easy one. Bullshit is, is no because the sequel was funded through Kickstarter. Why is it Thanks Killing Three? three. That exactly. was the bull- <laughs> Okay, you guys are gonna have fun, <laughs> and I'm gonna win. You are gonna win. You already you. There's only one more lie. I was gonna say, in, in case we didn't clarify, the points mean nothing and no one ever wins because we're on this podcast. But congratulations, Courtney. You're better than the <laughs> both of us. <laughs> um, it is, again, 
perhaps one of the worst movies that I've ever seen to the point where like my immortal, it might just be intentional. Um, it is classified as a comedy slash horror, but still, even for that, it's, it, it's, it doesn't make up for it. It's fucking God awful. My sister, Kristen will literally watch anything, anything, no matter how bad it is. I have chastised her and made fun of her endlessly for the past 10 years about this. Kristen, if you're listening, I challenge you to watch this movie and tell me that you liked it. I'll follow up on that next week. Hopefully. All right. You just uh, explained the reason that she's present for so many of our shows, though. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, now, after we're done, I'll send you guys or show you or in the show notes, we'll uh, link you to the poster for the movie. And the poster brags, warning, boobs in the first second. And that is indeed how the movie opens. It cold opens to just a close-up of one titty. Just a singular titty. Just hanging okay. out. Okay. Just one? Just one. That's but then it, it pans out. Pans out and it's just two big old honkers. And uh, it's the I first... Mean, you can only get one in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need a second. So what you're saying is that maybe they Not are genius attitude. directors. They're trying to show you what you can have at once and then pull out to the whole picture like like babies we experience the world through our mouths <laughs> well the movie starts at the first thanksgiving in 1621 with a, wait shouldn't you top- describe what boobs are for michael i don't know if he's ever seen them well you I've see michael they feel like these they feel like bags of sand um oh. i don't like dark meat as well so i'm glad we're starting with the breast <laughs> bags of sand <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> Women can't uh, see land, Michael. You handled Wait, sandbags. Wait, boobs don't feel like bags of sand? I mean, depending on whether or not they're in their 80s. Please tell your wife to see a doctor. <laughs> yeah, that's, Probably. Uh, that's not a good sign. I almost said something really mean, and I stopped, so. <laughs> Aw. Thank you kindly. Yeah, so, you're welcome. First uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. His ego She's, can only uh, handle so much. So now that we've talked about the topless pilgrim ad nauseum, she is slain with a tomahawk wielded by an evil demonic turkey, which quips as she is being beaten or, you know, slashed to death. Nice tits, bitch. Okay. Nice. That's good. Following so this is, uh, the Aqua Teen Hunger Force meets Freddy Krueger. Yeah, actually. Okay. there's. I'm more excited to present this to Shane than to either of you. Not to be offensive, but there's some really eh. nice homages to, to popular horror movies in this uh. than there should be. Uh, and Shane immediately... I don't even... If it was just Shane and I talking, I wouldn't even write in the notes like, this is obviously a da-da-da-da 2X movie. I would just be like, Shane, you get that, right? And, and anyway, I'll stop sucking his dick. Following... <laughs> Do the it. topless murder hold, hold of on. the pilgrim. I, I do have one question for context. I, I know, <sighs> yes. I know, I'm disappointing. Is it a CGI turkey or is it like a doll turkey or something you like are, that? You are jumping a little bit ahead, but yes, it is a crude puppet. Okay. I just um, wanted the context of the, the puppet saying, It's like you know, one of those, uh, it's like sh- like the shitty hand puppets that you can yankers, like. Uh, uh, better, better quality than that. I'm trying to think what it was. Oh, well. Did you guys ever have like one of the, like the dinosaur, like the T-Rex, like a, fuck. Like rubber ones? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a, it's like a rubber hand puppet almost. Oh, oh the Jurassic okay. Dork, I believe that was marketed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, uh, yep. Any number of places for a flashlight. 
So the title card, <laughs> the title card or title sequence happens after this, and it looks like what they were trying to do uh, was the intro sequence for Spider-Man, you know, the Sam Raimi one where it's like all the webs, like the, it was when like After Effects was really popular. Okay. So it looks like that's what they were aiming for, but instead what it comes off as is like the first time in your computer classes in high school when they let you do whatever you want. Like they test what you know, but you don't know much. And it made me laugh endlessly. There's also like a cheesy metal song that plays behind it, like a hard oh. butt rock song. Yeah. You and the butt rock. Mm-hmm. So basically it's your, uh, you know, the automatically installed screensaver that came with windows seven. Basically. Basically is just streaming across the screen. Basically. All right. Now, after the title sequence and centuries later, five college students, good girl Kristen, the jock Johnny, ditzy Allie, redneck Billy, and the nerd Darren, head home to Crawlburg, formerly Crawlburg, for Thanksgiving with their families. The movie treats Thanksgiving kind of like spring break. So, like, it opens up and there is their high school and they're jumping out, you know, from the doors like the, like an it you know, chapter one where they're all they're right. ready for you know for break or summer break. Liberation is not. And all they're doing is talking spring break ass like, oh Thanksgiving break, it's time to get fucked up. We're gonna go party and get fucking wasted. And Johnny has like puka shells. That's how you know like he's the the hero. Uh, <laughs> you know what's funny? I actually started listening back through episodes. And the last one that I closed with uh yesterday evening was the pickup artist. Okay. So is, is mystery cast as Johnny here? Is that what we're saying? Basically, he okay. looks, um, they're all typecast, like hard, like typewritten roles. Like, right. uh, anyway. Cabin uh, in the Woods style, like yeah, on the nose. All right. Which is uh, kind of what I was getting at. Like not Hemsworth, but he kind of, the lead character kind of looks like Chris Evans when he's satirically casted the jock in not another teen movie. Okay. Just, just if anybody knows that one. But so they're outside and they're talking about getting fucked up and the ditzy girl, they play her off as the sluttiest girl and the, you know, just most unintelligent. Like it's offensive, like how crude they, they wrote her character. Um, but she's being like ambivalent or whatever. And the other girl, Kristen, she goes, uh, it's called Thanksgiving, not titsgiving for a reason. And this is all outside. Like I'm putting that this is all outside. within the first two minutes. What's that? I'm putting that on a cross stitch immediately. It's called Thanksgiving, not Titsgiving. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, the same clerk's style, sort of like grease paint on a sheet that just says Titsgiving <laughs> and put that on my garage to celebrate this year. Yeah. Um, also, not shortly after, uh, they're in the car driving and Kristen, so the, the, the good girl to the dits, Allie, s- says... Um, and I quote, your legs are harder to shut than the John Benet Ramsey case. Oof. Bruh. <laughs> it's bad. Just However, the, like the redneck, a... the redneck's actually pretty, pretty well cast. And like his right, like his, his dialogue's a little better. Um, but the nerd is written to be like a super crusty dude. Just the uh. worst. Like he tags along. Um, into the car and all he's talking about is like how he's finally going to have sex on this trip and he's oh. finally it's not just going to be him alone anymore he's going to be physics quote he 
I love you so much. I said, he will be the one doing the sexing is an actual quote. And then I do stern point effect after that sentence in my notes have actually kind of sounds like Michael. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> wow. You fuck nerd. Oh my god. <laughs> Michael, if it makes you feel better, I'm uh, the redneck in this story, so it'll be it'll be perfect. Jeez. <laughs> my mullet is on my shoulders. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh. Keep the pits trimmed, you know, so it's business on the side. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> now, during the car ride, um again, they're all talking about getting fucked up. Um, Kristen has to call her father, who's the local sheriff. So she calls him saying, hey, we're on our way. You know, we'll be there, whatever. And teenage hijinks ensues. We're like, hey, pass me a cold one. And he's in the background. He's like, they say tossed you on. Tossin's illegal. Don't you know Tossin's illegal? It's stupid. The car overheats. (laughs) Forcing the quintet. Tossin's illegal? That's what he says. Is that what the youths are doing nowadays? The kid says, um, the hick in the background says, hey, uh, toss me a beer. And the sheriff overhears on the phone. He said, did he say toss? You know, tossing's illegal. You can't toss and drive. Like some something stupid like that. He doesn't acknowledge. Okay. It's you almost, again. I'm not. You clear. almost got me to call bullshit, Mister Watkins. Yeah. Um. That's not even in my notes. I'm just riffing on that. Okay. Good. I just want to make sure. Um. So the car overheats, forcing the quintet to camp out for the night. As they're setting up, Darren, the nerd, tells the settler era folk. <sighs> Am I Michael today? The yeah, settler era like folk are. tale of Feather Cloud, a Native American shaman who was dishonored by the hedonistic pilgrim Chuck Langston, Fuck one of you, Billy's... Frank. That's, that's not Frank. Hold on, sorry. Oh, you're fine. Keep it in. Keep we, it in. We always have to Special guest. the animals. It's important. Oh, shit. It's about to get wicked. Get her her off. No, don't do that. I know well, what see, this will be funny. She'll hear this when she, she actually will. hears the I thing published. I know what uh, hashtag Jonah's dinner is going to be tomorrow. <laughs> Hot dog, motherfucker. I thought it was semen. Am I coming over? <laughs> I would come all over Jonah if that yeah, makes you Yeah, he's got better. the prettiest teeth I've ever come across. I've said that several times. Shh. She's Beautiful back. man. I like oh, how she let out a, a, a rebellious bark the moment your ass hit the seat. Fucking dogs. See, this is why I have cats, is that, you know, the open hostility is, you know, less, but then they will still try to kill you in your sleep. They only uh, they only scream when you make them scream, is what you're saying. Maybe. Sounds about right. Winry, can we proceed? Well, let's take that from one. Let's not. Darren tells the settler-era folktale of Feathercloud, a Native American shaman who was dishonored by hedonistic pilgrim Chuck Langston, one of Billy the rednecks ancestors the outraged feather cloud uses necromancy to create turkey who is said to appear every 505 years to slaughter all caucasians he encounters that's oddly specific Uh, that's what i thought too (laughs) now before before like in the the actual order before that story is told there goes a a a cold shot over to a, a hermit and his dog and the dog runs through the woods like gets away from his owner and pees on what looks like an Indian burial mound. Uh, the turkey's reanimated and kills the dog while letting off the classic line, Oh, you pissed me off. Um, also, he says uh, to the, the hermit later, I'm going to drink your blood like cranberry sauce, meanie. Okay. Yep. Uh, the hermit finds his dog's remains and swears revenge. 
Uh, I noted here, because Michael got ahead of me, that we should pause and note that the turkey is just a crude step above a hand puppet. <laughs> Sorry, I got excited. You know, it, it, it never happens, I, I swear. Now, they're all sitting around the campfire when the nerd was telling them about the, the, the origin of uh, turkey. And the jock is pretending not to be scared, but since everything is shittily acted in this movie and shittily written, he is, like, shaking a little bit <laughs> and, and being like, who would be scared of that story? Like, no, no one would be scared of that. Um, and they're like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm not scared. I'm just saying, like, it would be, like, so, so stupid if someone was scared of that. I'm not scared of um, the fucking butterball. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll kill it. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I'm tough. Yeah, mm, yeah. So during it. the evening... Kristen uh, is in the woods. She's like calling her, calling her dad to let her know that they broke down. Um, and she runs into the turkey and narrowly escapes. She's she's sitting in the woods and she's getting like spooked out because she's hearing noises around her. And she goes, "There's no such thing as a killer turkey. There's no such thing as a killer turkey. There's no such thing." And then the the turkey interrupts as a killer turkey. No, the turkey actually talks. That would have been funny though. <laughs> That would but be the, actually kind of funny if it didn't make any actual, like, it didn't speak English. It just gobbled the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> actually, that would have made the movie a lot more enjoyable for me. What does it say? I, I didn't hear over the yeah, gobbling. <laughs> so Kristen gets back to camp, tells everyone about oh. her run, and they laugh her off. <laughs> John. What? what he asked the what the turkey actually say? said because I covered up your oh. dialogue there. <laughs> I Thank know you. you don't listen to me, but at least you could pretend to listen to me a little bit better. Courtney, were you saying something? Nope. Oh. Oh, I can't okay, even so we ask can her to relay it. No, <laughs> no the, the turkey interjects and finishes Kristen's sentence by saying, there's no such thing as a killer turkey. And then chases her. Uh, narrow, like he, I think the turkey's leg gets caught in like a... a like mound of grass or something like just it's stupid like it trips over a log and she gets away so she gets back to camp and she's telling everybody that she ran into this killer turkey and they don't believe her and they're making fun of her and then out of out of frame a very obviously fake bunny gets thrown from the edge of the woods and lands precisely into the campfire um which appears after the nerd is investigating it has been pecked to death. And he goes further on to say, looks like it's been pecked to death, but not like, this is definitely from a turkey beak. <laughs> okay, Mr. Hunter there. And now whatever. You also have to like pull it out of the fire first. Oh, they're just looking into the fire that oh, the bunny is in. Oh, better. Okay. Yeah, they don't Marvelous. take it out at all. Uh they don't no, even they just, to eat it? They just leave it in what there. What a waste. Um, Suck a tash. And after what seems like... <laughs> I, I think, like, in frame, each of them has, like, maybe, like, three swigs of a beer, like, tops. And all of them are like, I'm wasted. And the hick has no... Or Billy has no tent to sleep in. He tries to get the promiscuous girl to invite him into her tent, but she says there is no way. Um, so he ends up sleeping on, like, near the campfire. And the... Next shot. Oh no! Did I? Is it gone? Gasp. Did oh, Google delete my document? The, uh, the Google Doc <laughs> deleted again. Oh no! This is so season <laughs> one. Oh no no no! Here we go. It's the last okay. sentence. Uh, he wakes the following morning to find poop on his chest, and the hermit standing over him, being like, "I saved your life last night." 
He's like, what the Bye. fuck are you talking about? He goes, the turkey almost got you. He took a shit on your chest and he was about to finish the job, but I came and scared him off. <laughs> okay, when you said shit, I was thinking... No he, way. No, yeah. That is true. Bullshit. <laughs> it's true. Okay, when you originally said shit, I thought like human shit, and I thought no, like, like you woke up droppings. to see the hermit just like shitting on him. No, no, the turkey, the turkey droppings. This is okay. jackass. No. <laughs> now the next. Who knows? Like during this, this. John, I didn't know you like. I know. In this There's movie. just so much shit. As the hermit, I think we've oh, discovered too. why it has got such a near and dear place in his heart. Though. It yeah. awoken feelings in it, in him that he'd never thought he'd felt before. Indeed. Wait. Good try. Yeah, there was an attempt for sure. R slash swinging a miss. So it cuts to the turkey during this new day, and the turkey flags down a vehicle. It's uh, it's hitchhiking, and when he's getting into the vehicle, the driver is a little thigh. Yep, the the driver sexually propositions the turkey. Why wouldn't you? And the turkey, I'm gonna baste you to death, motherfucker. The turkey's like basically like showing him like. Like, oh, do you want to see my butthole or like something like in turns and shows shows the driver and the driver's about to get some some poultry action. And then the turkey brandishes from out of nowhere a shotgun. And, uh, you know, after making the driver call his daughter and say that he'll be home soon, blast his head off mid sentence. Okay, with the world's worst CGI. Uh, All he wanted to do was just test the meat thermometer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> why you gotta punish a guy for a kink don't kink shame can can we go ahead and admit real quick that deathbed is a better movie already yes without question oh, okay yeah. thank you i mean it's 2020 we eat turkey now by night don't eat beds that's a good point we eat turkey turkey drink we eat turkish folk yes it's a turkish delight ain't nobody's business but the turks but no, we... It's the Ottoman Empire. Thank you. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. See, I know some music references. Okay? Yes, you were I'm in cool. a Turkish prison, I remember. I am so lost, but I'm glad that you guys found each other. I'm putting that in my conspiracy theory. By nightfall. Michael, like Bane before him, was raised in a Turkish prison. I couldn't... I, I was going to try and do a Bane impression. I quit. I quit before. You, you'll thank me later. Courtney, are John, you the person you know here? Are you the person that's here to kill Michael since God forgot to? oh yes um mainly because i was sent by QAnon because michael is clearly a part of the taliban and knows putin because he actively pronounces those names wrong oh you are a sleeper agent and so i'm i'm building this conspiracy theory against wait i pronounced putin's name wrong oh you absolutely did oh shit (laughs) get him daddy (laughs) reveal time are you karen (laughs) gasp (laughs) Have you been commenting on our YouTube videos? <laughs> no, I Just Stitcher. We've covered this like 16 times. Yeah, or else she would have watched the Disinformed After Dark episodes. We already established she has taste. Yes, I'm yes. verifying it. Post it on my Twitter later. Okay, move on. By nightfall, the students reach their respective <laughs> homes, you know, their their family's homes. Uh, the John Benet Ramsey joke is told a second time. Oh, good. Uh, Why? A- bring it back. As as the promiscuous girl's going into her her house, they throw the, your legs are harder to close than the John Benet Ramsey case. Okay, again. Just in case it did a flyby on the first pass. They're trying the joke again just to make sure that it landed and that people knew it was clever. Okay. Um, bullshit on that. That is not bullshit. In fact, oh, I was... 
Uh, I watched, as I often do, this movie in two parts, even though, and I forgot to add, the runtime of this movie is an hour and six minutes. Okay. Um, oh, okay. That's not that miserable. long. But I watched 30 minutes at a time for sanity and for, you know, I have poor time management Don't skills. Don't blame you. Um, Johnny gets to his house and he attempts to reconnect with his estranged father. Um, and the turkey attacks while that's happening. Now, he... Wait, the wait, reason... I thought the car was still broken down. They they spent the night and all of a sudden the car oh, is fixed and the... I'm really glad that you brought that up because the, the engine overheated, so they were just going to camp overnight so that the engine would cool back down so that the car would start in the morning, and it did. Reasonable. That's not bullshit. That ain't no bull. No um, For the so... quality of the writing that has already been <laughs> fair, on display... Yeah, that's, that's fair. They, just, they didn't want to strand them. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I, I done my engine done over here. I had to I'm... stop over and pull over the rover all night, man. Tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm really oh. glad this is landing and that you guys are running with this. Uh, because as I was writing the script out, I was like, I don't really even need to elaborate on a lot of this stuff. Because it just is too much. Mm. Uh, I also like that in both of the films that we have now depicted, there is a car breaking down that is pivotal in the plot points that we have to get into. So, yeah, this is a big trope. We've known this for most of the, you know, horror shtick, but still it's just everybody's car. It's just breaking down at random. Yeah. My car is a piece of shit. Garbage people. Yeah. The reason Johnny's estranged with his father, like the reason their relationship is complicated. His uncle touched him. Even worse, he's second string on the football team. <gasps> so his dad doesn't want to talk to him, like actively is avoiding eye contact and won't look at him. So they're on the patio because uh, he follows his dad out because his dad's having like a cigar or something. And he goes, actually, dad, I forgot to tell you, I'm first string now. I'm starting. And his dad immediately pops to life and is like, that's great, son. I knew that you'd be great one day. Dot, 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 dot. Um, and you JV jock sniffer. And let's How just can fast you say forward. that this is a bad movie? This is character development. This is like conflict. This is a central, important arc to this development of this character. I, I this was so well written. Second Courtney, string. Did you say something? Yeah, that comment from uh, Michael reminds me that he uh, he's never seen a movie before, so he wouldn't understand uh, plot. Thank you, Courtney. Um- <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just gonna slide away from the mic. <laughs> But the but the worst part is that I've seen less movies than Michael. But yeah, you still I understand things and, <laughs> and references. Um, fast forwarding or fast forward, Johnny's parents get killed, but Johnny miraculously escapes, uh, and he rejoins his friends with the exception of Allie. And after lamenting his parents' death for about I don't know three seconds, he has his no more pumpkin pie, no more cranberry sauce. Just turkey. He gets over his parents' death real quick after he utters those lines. In I fact, mean, you can still get both of those things. You can buy them at the store. I mean, it won't I think, have the. I think he means like his care. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, <laughs> this gets to probably the most dated part of the movie, um, mm-hmm. and in more ways than explainable, the most problematic. So I'll get the joke. Okay. Yep. <laughs> So it goes over. Setup. It goes over to Allie because she's the only one not connected with the group at this point. Uh, back to Allie's parents' house, and Allie has brought a boy, Greg, over, and she's leading him down the hall, and she's like, "Let's uh, let's go have sex in my my old bedroom." And he goes, "Your parents are just down the hall," and she goes, 
oh, it's okay. My parents are cool with us having sex in my room. Um, it's an Allie McNeil. It's did they? Did she say it like that with that inflection? She actually kind of talks like this. It's it's okay. My parents are really cool with us having sex in my room. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you. Now I'm, I'm um, feeling it. I'm seeing it now in my mind's eye. So the turkey walks in on the lovers and a la Gone Girl <laughs> slits Greg's throat while he's uh, has her bent over. Um, and then, because she doesn't know this is happening because it's doggy style, uh, the turkey takes Greg's place. <laughs> it's so bad. The turkey takes Greg's place um, and snaps her the neck when she realizes okay. that something's different. Um, in my notes, it uh, only took 31 minutes for turkey rape to happen well, in this you know, terrible, terrible movie. Wishbone. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm glad you found some new uh, material, John. It sounded like you might have been running low, and I know that this is probably yep. right in that yep. zone for you. So Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Turkey jerky. Yes. Turkey jerky. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll admit, the, when you said wishbone, the first thing I thought was the, who's that dog? It's wishbone. And, yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, we all love PBS. Uh, they paid my bills for a good, you know, two years. And Factual. I, I appreciate that. Yes. So um, I, I agree. Wishbone's marvelous. After Turkey kills Allie, so during the that whole sequence, after the act... Does he finish? He says, you Couple just got couples? stuffed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, is, is the third one about her having turkey babies? She's dead, but because... I mean, necromancing turkey babies probably could be a thing. I think that would be a good story waiting to happen. Yeah. When we wrap this up, while we're on air, I will Google Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving 3 because I'm fairly certain that they take it to space. All right. Just like Jason X. And uh, Leprechaun, I think, 5. Hellraiser 4. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. Wow. Yep. Well, after finding Allie's remains, the students decide to go to Kristen's house to see if her father has any books about Turkey in his library. Because they realize that it's around midnight and all the libraries would be closed that time of night. But her dad has a lot of books, so certainly there has to be a book in his collection. That because he's a sheriff and uh, he 2008? Has a... Okay, so the internet is, is still you oh. know, accessible. Oh, very much so. Um, while they're going into Kristen's house for the third and final time, the John Benet Ramsey joke is made. <laughs> And that is the John Benet That is not bullshit. They make this joke three times in the movie. What you're saying is that joke lived longer than she did. <laughs> Holy fuck! Yeah, I can't. Think Who said I can't make murder funny, motherfuckers? <laughs> yeah, get that, Melissa. <laughs> Melissa's sitting right now, just like you're done. You're done. You're done. You're done. That joke is very indicative of this podcast. It wasn't funny the first time, but you just never <laughs> that stopped. That sounds like me. This podcast is harder to close than the John Benet Ramsey case. <laughs> <laughs> and it's as sensitive. <laughs> so, the sheriff is painfully acted, but strangely, in my opinion, is the best part of the movie because he acts into the part. Like, he knows this is very bad. 
And you can tell by how he acts that he's overacting on purpose instead of just trying to act it ser- like straightforward. He's like, no, this is fucking ridiculous. Um, when he was, he gets introduced way earlier on in the movie. Um, he's having breakfast with his wife and he's taking a sip of his coffee and he snaps to his wife like, what did you do? Shit in the coffee pot? And she replies, and she replies, yes, I want a divorce. And then she stomps out. And that's the only time you see her in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, I, I just needed to share that because that that did make me laugh a, a good good bit. Um, It'd be funny if that was. Kills her. Say again. No, you never see her again. You never see her It'd again. Be funny She's if out that of frame. was actually like not even part of the movie. They were just filming on accident or something like that. Like off to or like the side, improving. Yeah, and well, they actually like got a divorce. Like he's actually single now. Filming on accident. I don't know the Michael, the Michael Clark story. Yep, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's his OnlyFans, actually? You could look well, it up. Well, Turkey beats <laughs> Whoops, them there. I love this filming. <laughs> I love it. And he does it from that nasty angle where all you can see are two balls in a butthole and, like, hardly any of the action. Uh, <laughs> why? And it's all while he's making pizza. I don't understand. There's ingredients everywhere. <laughs> Here's the Who big sausage pizza. Fuck me, pizza uh, man. <laughs> Fuck me yourself, <laughs> coward. Um, <laughs> you haven't fucked him hard enough. Uh, <laughs> no tip for you. The turkey Aww, beats have. the students to the sheriff's house. Sorry, I'm just going to barrel that in so that we can nope. get back on, on, on topic here. Yes. The turkey. Well, most monsters always manage to manifest in front of you. Uh, indeed. Yeah. It's a rule. As I leave no, that, that no window open how again, fast you run. Jason um, gets there first. <laughs> so the turkey arrives at Kristen's parents' house um, to find the sheriff, her dad, dressed up as a turkey, um, because there is a turkey pageant and there's a costume contest at the turkey pageant, and the sheriff uh, is going as a turkey. Um, the turkey tricks the sheriff by showing up at the front door in like Groucho glasses. Uh, and they have a beautiful scene uh, sitting across from each other at a dinner table, awkwardly waiting for Kristen to show up with her friends uh, while trying not to give up anything. And the sheriff uh, thinks that he is a, uh, um, their words, uh, a midget. And they start talking about like, rights and how he thinks they should have more rights and it's really bad and the turkey is like if he says one more thing i'm gonna kill him and of course the sheriff says like three more things but what sets turkey to kill the sheriff is uh the sheriff's like oh you're a strange little duck and he doesn't want to be he won't be acknowledged as he won't he doesn't identify as a duck so he kills the sheriff for being ignorant um Kristen and her Please friends are tell oh, me ahead. that's bullshit that it's not bullshit oh. uh we've we've passed the we've passed the lie okay good I'll just stop trying yeah. to get another drink in me <laughs> Kristen and her friends arrived and are allowed in by Turkey who has donned the sheriff's severed face as a disguise Shane what does that evoke I have no idea Leatherface much it looks like Leatherface oh it's not it's not a Silence of the Lambs reference no, no, no. This one's definitely Leatherface by like, because okay. it's like cross stitched. Um, All right. On the, At the least face he's there. Not holding up a full body in front of him that then gets dropped later. I was Keep expecting in mind, him to be wearing the skin suit. Keep in mind again. Even if it's like half as high. This is a puppet. So? 
This is a fucking hand puppet with this <laughs> face on that is appropriate for the hand puppet. It's not like a normal human sized face. It, it's they made it to oh, put on they the hand puppet. The face. Oh, got it. And the kids. The, the the plot is that they play along. They don't know that it's not the sheriff. And it's not her dad. They literally bend down to fucking eye level to answer questions that the sheriff turkey has. Okay, so you're telling me that Triumph, the insult comic dog, <laughs> is recast as a turkey for this film. Actually, yeah. That's pretty spot okay. on. Now I got oh, it. okay. Um, All right. I'm with you. They have a uh, a montage in the library, like in her, her father's study or whatever, like trying to find a book um, where... They insinuate that the hick doesn't know how to read, but then the nerd starts teaching him how to read. And turns out it was just five minutes worth of time. They finally find the book about how to uh, to kill the turkey. And it mentions he can be killed if his magic talisman is removed, uh, although it's going to be hidden in his plumage. Um, uh, the rest of the passage, though, uh, on how to destroy him is written in code. Billy, the hick stumbles onto turkey disposing of the sheriff's body dragging him out of the kitchen faceless uh and while he and the others succeed in getting the talisman turkey gets away Kristen really takes her dad's deaths in stride and this is and it's over pretty quick just like the jock um she remarks to the jock life is not like a playbook and for the next 25 minutes which is the rest of the movie there are, I didn't write any more down, but there are probably at least 12 to 15 more football puns. Billy storms off while Darren cracks the code in the book, discovering that Turkey must be burned at the stake after a demonic prayer is said backwards. They also read in the book. If the he makes delicious sandwiches afterwards. True. So it's a demonic prayer that's said backwards. It's exactly. not a normal prayer that, okay. Exactly. Um, okay, two, two wrongs make a right, I guess. For sure. Okay. Double negatives, yes. Okay. If the turkey is not in his teepee, he's killing one of your friends. Words to live there by, you go. truly. That's, that's advice that I can take to heart. Outside, right there. turkey magically enters Billy's body and shoots his way out. Chestburst scene. There is a chestburst scene where he pops out of the hick's chest. Um, Granted, he is a vengeful spirit. So I, I guess. guess he could, he doesn't have to be, you know, like material. Of After sorts. shooting out of his chest, the turkey turns his face up to look at Billy directly in the eyes and says the iconic line, gobble, gobble, motherfucker. And then after popping out of his body says, now that's what I call foul play. <laughs> you know, the gobble, gobble, motherfucker, that that's a classic, like, Mwah, that's tasty. But then like he had to kind of silly it with that. Like low level pun, I just listen. Some of us didn't champion low level puns on this podcast. <sighs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's very fair. How you feeling, Shane? Courtney, your your uh, your your mind's breaking. I got that Krispy Kreme look. I'm a little glazed over, but uh, I'm I'm still with you. Winry is quiet, which if must I... mean she's dead. Oh my gosh! I we can only hope. <laughs> Jonah waits on bated breath. Give me the sweet release of death. But what I do know is if I have to see Michael do another chef's kiss, I'm just going to blow it off. So. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> I was complimenting the writing. Yeah, I mean, she stands you got to give the compliments where it's due. It was a good line. I, I don't know. I just didn't know how to express myself other than that chef's kiss. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> um, Billy dies uh, in oh, Darren's Christ. arms. <laughs> so they run out and they find Billy bleeding out with his guts in his own hands. And Darren, uh, the nerd, is holding him saying, it's not bad. It's not even that bad. You're going to be fine. Meanwhile, you know, again, the guts are just out of his body. Mm-hmm. Um, it then cuts to a song. A flashback song of all the good times that Billy and Darren have ever had together as friends. And it sounds like a simpleton wrote a Mighty Boosh song. Um, oh, good. It's a lot. No, but maybe since we will never be monetized, I can fast forward to that song <laughs> on the After Dark. Just oh, so that... the uh, the After Dark, we are still going to have to watch the emergence of the gobbledygooker, if you don't recall. Oh, my apologies. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, Darren, Kristen, and Johnny track Turkey to his teepee and say the prayer, but as they prepare to burn him, he runs outside and is shot in the head by Oscar the Hermit. The guy whose dog got killed by the turkey. Uh, Oscar leaves and the others go to Kristen's house, unaware that the dumpster turkey was blasted into contains radioactive waste, which reanimates him. Believing that turkey is dead, the surviving teens go back to Kristen's house. While Johnny and Kristen admit their feelings for each other, Darren awkwardly goes to the kitchen to get a snack. There, turkey rips Darren's tongue and heart out and stabs Johnny with an electric knife, so a, a carver. You know, Um, that makes sense because it is a Thanksgiving themed thing. Like, I feel like they should have killed them in more Thanksgiving esque ways. You mean getting like getting stuffed doesn't count? Well, that didn't kill her. The next snap did. (laughs) So you're saying they should have given him pox riddled blankets? (laughs) Yes, (laughs) of course. Yeah. So in a few months, we'll come back around just for sure. All right, turkey's revenge. Kristen slaps the turkey and runs away, and there's like a shack near the woods behind that house. So she goes in the shack. In the the tower? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Call back. Uh, Turkey chases her, uh, but Kristen magically finds something to set the turkey on fire. Oh, it's with an aerosol flamethrower. You know, the old method. Uh, And while he burns to death, Johnny dies from the electric carver stab. Kristen grabs a pipe and knocks the turkey into a pile of wood. Oscar the Hermit shows back up uh, and congratulates her as she eats uh, one of the turkey's legs that have been cooked in the, the fire. And it's it's breaded. It's fried. Breaded and fried. Like it's like a like a drumstick. It's been prepared. Nice. Um, her quips as she's killing the turkey is roast in hell, asshole, and peck on someone your own size. Eh, eh, it's the second one. A decent one for the first. And here is how the movie ends. It Pan out? Fade I out. I wish. The following day, a family is gathered around a Thanksgiving dinner with a turkey in the in the middle. Um, the cooked turkey comes to life, and in Turkey's voice yells, Do I smell sequel, biatch? And then it ends. <laughs> nice. Okay. And that is Thanksgiving. It's good open to the cinematic, you know, holiday-themed universe. I like it. Uh, Courtney caught the budget lie, which is the only authentic lie that I had. The other lie that I had, I I breezed quickly over. Uh, um, And it's kind of a shitty one to have in there. But you have stabs? um, No. You can take a stab, yeah, sure. not allowed. 
No. Shane, do you have a stab? Courtney, do you have another stab? I don't remember you mentioning the hermit's dog earlier on. He, I don't he know did why. Uh, that be, because he Kidding. had to he had to add it in, which was kind of suspect because like they got out of school, then their car broke down, and they were spending the night. And he's like, "Oh, by the way, while that was happening, the dog earlier left, on. and then yeah, yeah. the dog so the dog had, peed on the Indian burial in. ground that and Turkey that was buried in. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes. I was yes. gonna say the two things okay. that stood out were either the dog pee joke was was fake. Or that the town's name was changed by adding a single letter was bullshit. No, those would have been really good lies, though. Okay, all right. Uh, mine is that I slipped in that the rednecks part was really well acted and wrote. And then I, I tried to be a little more okay. on the nose and soon after said that everything was terribly acted. But I don't feel good about that lie, but I, I couldn't I couldn't have two <laughs> in there. I couldn't you. have one. Yeah, because um, I don't recall you saying that at all. The only yeah, thing I remember. Oh, OK. The yeah. only thing I remember hearing you say was that uh, the cop, uh, the, the sheriff really dug into the fact that it was like just silly. Yeah. And that's, just went that's true. Ham. Yeah. They had some Austin Powers coffee together, you know character building i want a divorce <laughs> don't we all um <laughs> yeah, so logan coffee logan uh, made a mention uh to us today about last week's episode oh, oh okay. did he now cool he did uh and? well he sent he sent him a, a meme um, oh and it is related and? to last podcast on the left which is a note that he made okay, that michael and ben kissel from last pod both on the same episode because they covered uh, they covered the rectory as well. You made the same joke that Ben Kissel made, which makes you a slobby human person. Uh, the rector damn near killed her. <laughs> uh, so it's a, it's the meme where it's the the dude talking to uh, must be either a romantic interest or a partner. And she's putting up her like yo don't fuck with, like fuck off hands, and it's her. All you talk about is last pot on the left, and it wrecked our relationship. And then me. Softly, Rector, darn near. <laughs> so, thanks for bringing that to our attention, uh, Logan. I appreciate it. Usually, we would quote Courtney, uh, but she's here, so she can make her own quotes. <laughs> and she has. She had a better impact on this episode than you know some would say, Michael or I. Yeah, I really that. like the part where Winry went. <sighs> she's terrible. No, I do have to say, though, this is very funny and full circle for me because I only started listening to podcasts because of John's wife. So to nice. be on a podcast with you guys is pretty cool. You are welcome back anytime. Most certainly. I want to do a topic for you guys. That would be, be awesome. Color me completely. All intrigued. three of us could mm -hmm. just take our hands off the steering wheel and just let it careen. Like we don't already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As the number one researcher on this podcast, I... Uh, I will gladly let you take that. <laughs> I don't know how to react to that. I'm sorry, but like Shane would win for number one researcher, in my opinion, even though Michael does all of the work. Michael does all the editing. That is the... Uh, I, I, I don't know how to react to that, so I'm just going to do what I usually do and just... Rap! That's a living! And I'm Michael. <laughs> well, Michael, in another 12 years of trying, we'll finally figure out that you should just give up. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Why do you think I'm still in college after 10 years? Well, you have got another two. 
in the chamber. It's kind of like how I'll keep playing the same boss on Dark Souls and convinced that something will eventually change. Um, oh. Also, I finished 11.22.63 this week. Look at you. I did that this morning when I should have been paying attention to my students during class. What a good teacher you are. Yes. Um, I'm um, on to the tower. Well, congratulations to the both of you. I actually hit a uh, what we will affectionately refer to as a John bump. Where you got ner- senioritis about finishing it again? I hit the part where, and uh, I don't want to spoil anything, Courtney, if you have any interest in reading this book or if you've encountered it. I don't read. I was Oh, congratulations. <laughs> you survived. Uh, Superfan Steven will relate to Steven. you and the two of you can uh, commiserate together uh, he was i believe he was raised <laughs> in the philippines by missionary parents who homeschooled him as well so he also has a cultural divide which is really fun so every single time i will make a reference like how have you not seen this movie he's like remember raised under a rock <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i i get to the point where uh, they're introducing the meat cute at uh, the wedding oh. where Miss Mimi is trying to hook them up. And the entire time I'm like, I don't want to watch this relationship. That's I fair. I don't want to get my hopes up again because the the Sadie tragedy, I think, is kind of like the major emotional crux of the story for me. So Very much so. Up to that it point, really is. it's a lot of just sort of like candy fun, stopping murders and, you know, going back and exploring the past. Nice so timey wimey stuff. hitting that emotional fulcrum in the story, it's really hard for me because I'm like, oh, I don't want... It's all downhill from here. Like, there's not the bright shining moments that you would expect out of the story, so it's kind of diminishing returns from that point forward. The story's still amazing. Agreed. I just realized I was having difficulties wanting to clear that hurdle. I was I was afraid that I would start tearing up and then I'd have to go, like, you're not a crying man students no i'm not uh i'd have to cut to students and they'd see my eyes all puffy and stuff from the last five seconds or last 10 minutes i was there earlier i hope he got into the benadryl again yeah exactly no the uh (laughs) the first time i read that book if you had cut to me i was giving like a meryl streep academy award-winning performance the snot had actually managed to manifest a separate body other than my own is there was so much leaking out of my face that I basically just had two entities in the room. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, because you're, you're a crier during movies and stuff like I'm that, right? I'm a crier that... during most everything. I yeah, still yeah. breathe. Yeah, so I can imagine that yeah, the destroying first, you. The first yeah. time that we made Whoopi, it was Niagara Falls. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's <laughs> I cried <laughs> for everything. Um, I well, still can't wait for the day someone makes fan fiction of us, because I would love to read they it. They did. I mean, she Courtney kind of did by making the one step closer. We got the cross-stitch. Mm-hmm. It says Cumslingers at the top. I mean, that's, True. that's the title card for the porn. I mean, that's practically a casting call in and of itself. Um, Courtney, maybe you can, if you have any interest in that though, uh, Hulu. Casting? Yeah, backroom casting. Uh, oh, I was Hulu say fan fiction? took 112263 <laughs> and they did a limited series on it. Um, it's, it's probably, probably worth a watch. I mean, probably a better love story than Twilight. I can watch things. Oof. Um, well, now that you have Bruh. read the book and seen the limited series. The, do you understand why I have such a vociferous anger towards that adaptation? I haven't watched the Hulu one yet. I'm, I'm about to start. Neither have I. I wanted to finish the book entirely first. Okay. Well, do yourself just, a favor and just and avoid it. Really? Is it that bad? If you like the book a lot, 
the hallmarks for quality and the emotional sort of like pins in the story do not exist. They try to make it funny. So it's kind of like what AMC did to Nosferatu. Yes. Very similar. Because I adore Nosferatu. And because of you, I've read it, what, three times now? And I'll be about to start a fourth because I'll read it around the holiday season, Mm -hmm. like Christmas holiday season, because in my head, it's a Christmas book. And AMC just just took a big shit on every character that exists in that that book like people are meeting well, each they other do have a love scene in the library oh <laughs> you're talking about joe hill right bless you welcome to the conversation Michael. i honestly thought you were talking about nosferatu <laughs> i thought you were talking about like dracula like are you hourly? and i was very confused i was like i don't Michael. recall <laughs> It's Lovecraft. Yes. Courtney, do you know what topic you want to do? Off the top of your head? No, but I feel like I could get something together that would be fairly entertaining. I have a broad knowledge base of bullshit. Nice. Well, just keep in mind that, like, for it to be entertaining, it just has to be more interesting than a lot of the... Yes. So, it's a very low bar. (laughs) Very... It is a very low bar. Yeah, low if your bar. topic could be how to be entertaining and engaging on a podcast, <laughs> none of us would get any of the lies. Not a one. I'm just going to read you my uh, self-help book that I wrote that was inspired by this podcast. <laughs> how to cope with three narcissists. Self-love and you. First. In John's bathroom. Get on a toilet. Second. There we go. Kick your dogs out of the room. Or keep them in if you want to make it noisy and sloppy. Completely unrelated to what you're talking about, do you guys also like to keep peanut butter on top of the toilet? <laughs> I keep peanut butter in the toilet. Yeah. Well, you, you keep a toaster on top of the toilet so you can pop a tart while you pop a tart. <laughs> it's, it's just Michael's a, new rap name. It's just, it's just efficiency, really. Yeah. Who, who needs to wait for things to toast while you're... Popping a tart. I uh, keep uh, the toaster next to the bathtub as my oh. statement of intent. <laughs> <laughs> also, for any happy little accidents that might happen. You know, Speaking like maybe which... a sporadic... Aww. Ooh, Bob Ross. Rip. Or no happy oh, accidents. Good night, sweet prince. I lost my train of thought, Glad but all of here we go. have managed to make it into the episode, Michael. What is coming up next week? I try. Say what year it is. Uh, what year is it? <laughs> Thank you. All right. Wait, it's, it's 1958? Oh, perfect. So then. next week is going to be Michael unveiling the first of his newly revised <laughs> presentations. So am I correct? Uh, the context clues that you're just putting L. Ron Hubbard to bed? I'm not going to put him down. He's just going on he vacation. He's going, he's going to, going to a farm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's no, going I'm, to I'm talk gonna... about some Somali pirates next week, right? No, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take more time and write it out a little bit better because I didn't like how the that episode turned out. Personally, I mm. feel like it wasn't super interesting, in my opinion. You were in a closet. I know. Michael. I know. No one. <laughs> Give yourself a little nice grace. Let him out. Uh, I want to spend more time crafting a better episode for that. Time in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> When when I when I exit the closet, I want to make sure it's bombastic and everyone you know knows and understands it. But anyway, um, I want we to do, cover. Michael, we do. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I want to cover the urban legend of Slenderman. 
Oh, yeah, the Somali pirates. Yes. yes. Yeah, it's what Shane said. Yeah. Exactly. And talk about where it came from, where it went, where it's going. Riveting. Just like my career. Yes. I also want to cover the real-life cases that occurred because of the urban legend known as Slenderman. Okay. 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 So when you do Slenderman, are you gonna? Did you pick it because it was easy to say? Because like uh, the Wendigo. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's pronounced Wendigo actually, and it hurt me. Boom. Trust me, it will not come out correctly when I try and give the episode. <laughs> have you guys I will ever probably say Slenderman? Yeah, have you ever heard of Slenderman? Have you ever heard of Slenderman episode? No. <laughs> Um, so no, I, I've actually always been fascinated with Slenderman and, and kind of the mythos that kind of developed from it. Um, but no, nah, I didn't choose it because it was easy to pronounce. Cause I'll probably write it not easy to pronounce. Cause that's just how I roll. That's exactly how you roll. <laughs> like oh. a square wheel. Well, don't hurt anyway. his eye go. Uh, I mean, ego. <laughs> pronounce that Ooh, we should invite courtney to do other fun things when they arise Listen, like hogwarts stop propositioning people on our podcast <laughs> <laughs> it was hard enough to get through the dewan bit without you saying like let me slobber all over that knob let me rub that nub now you're propositioning courtney on top of everything else and i'm I just a terrible person sit still for this anymore can we take a moment to address how giddy john was that whole fucking episode with dewan i was like, uh, very i've been trying to damn john that's why i'm trying to be reserved you should you should have seen the video he was tenting like a whole like so. eight person tent <laughs> let's have some real talk here because yeah there was about a nine paragraph uh, message that was sent to John on Facebook the next day, where yep. I was like, "Hey, listen, <laughs> you need to you need to calm the fuck down. And if we're gonna do this again, we can't just vomit on each other's laps for an hour and call it an episode. Like, we gotta try to have some sort of sense of decorum here." And which tell me, I've done good. You tell have me, you I've done great. better. Yes. You kept it in check this entire time, I was right excited up until to start. you asked Courtney if she wanted to be like a pig on a spit for you. Yeah, like I was asking intent right now, not an eight person tent. You were, so. you would appreciate this if you would have just let me do the bit. I was going to say we no. should have extra characters on Hogwarts uh, School of Prayers and Miracles coming up eventually at some point. We won't. Sam wants to take them all. Sam, I don't think even remembered <laughs> the last one. Because she was point. so outraged by it, but I mean, I guess yes, that's a fair point. she was so outraged that she, uh, one yes. could say, blacked it out. Outraged. <laughs> <laughs> I am excited I mean, to watch that one again. I was a kid, so if you need help. Oh, that will that will drastically improve the quality of these readings, <laughs> so, so I'm already help. sold. <laughs> well, how about this? If it lines up with when you present your topic, we'll have you on, but if... if if not, then no pressure so that Shane will stop uh, beating me into a corner. No, here. please. If you want to take part, the uh, the next female character, just so that we can, you know, or be a male character. I'm not going to oh, limit you. So you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Since we've had Shane Michael doing the gender I... bender for, you know, two years now. Yeah, <laughs> Ebony's voice really wasn't that much of a stretch for Michael. I thought that was really interesting. <laughs> and because I didn't put much effort into it. <laughs> it's actually his normal Friday night routine. <laughs> oh, boy. 
I've seen go. him in the bar. I believe that. <laughs> oh, so she's yeah. standing at the top of the stairs going, Mother, no! <laughs> <laughs> we all go a little mad sometimes. We do. I love to watch well, birds. Birds actually eat an, an awful lot, in case you haven't seen. Well, I haven't, because they're not real. I, I'm a philanthropist, philatelist, billionaire. Yeah, you I know, kids, you grandparents. Anymore. You were saying about the next character? Huh? Yes, the next female character we have. Oh, uh, there's Luna? Which, there's... as I said, yeah. it, Sam it, wants. we're just not telling Sam about Luna. We're just going to let it go. And <laughs> or congratulations, you can be, oh, Courtney I forgot, John took Draco. Or you can be the most important character that we haven't cast yet, Dean Thompson. Thompson. Dean Thomas Thompson. Thompson. I quit. Thomas, the same person, <laughs> same name. I, I'm done with myself. Uh, Wait, that, that... hold on. One more, one more trope for Michael. End me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that toaster in the bathtub looks pretty good right now. Toaster in the bathtub. <laughs> toaster in the bathtub. <laughs> All right. And clip it. <laughs> there you go. Uh... Well, I don't want to do that every episode because I feel like it would just be beating a dead horse, which I do, but I don't want to do it too often. Can we beat a dead turkey instead? Yeah. Courtney, before we uh, most likely get out of here, is there anything that you want to say to any of us, mainly Michael, maybe something clip worthy? Uh, I don't know. Do you have any hot takes? She's already torn me apart earlier. (laughs) Like, Yeah. Do you maybe want Michael's Venmo so he can afford therapy? I mean, she did dig all the way down to the white meat, so... That's very We're true. Fine. I'm excited for the uh, Disinformed After Dark people to see the pictures behind you. Uh, they've been entertaining me this entire episode. Very royal. Yes. Yeah, no, I guess the only thing I would leave you with is... Um, Michael, grow a pair. John, maybe cut yours off. And Shane, consider going asymmetrical. That's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's like three more steps than I can remember, so... Um... <laughs> I'll probably just forget all three of them. I gots to get that nudicle installed. <laughs> if I'm asymmetrical, I'll start walking in circles. No, Michael, you have to grow a pair. That was that was your direction. He doesn't that was listen, just for you. if you didn't know. <laughs> huh? Hello? What year is it? <laughs> Thank you. Where am I? Is Nixon still president? Ladies and germaphobes, <laughs> thank you so much for enduring this and a big round of applause to Courtney for being so game to join in. And we appreciate you being here. Yes. Thanks Courtney. That's the sound thanks, of John guys. really enjoying you being here as a guest. <laughs> Hands up. <laughs> that was Michael making the faps. He's not on the toilet. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not taking a shit. I don't even get it. I don't even get it up anymore. Are you? I just listened to that episode. Don't lie. <laughs> I, I think John, what's that behind you? <laughs> <laughs> I hope that uh, shit peaked. fucking hate you guys so much. <laughs> you still it's I I have stopped trying to even bring it up because it legitimately now is one of my my fears at night. Well, cuz since... I I am home at I'm in uh-huh. this office past midnight most nights. Well, you and, remember uh, how I was trying to do the hashtag humble brag and say that I didn't have an unnatural fear of anything back in the day? Yeah, I do. Uh, I started, I go for my walks probably around 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night, just to avoid the general public as much as humanly possible. Fair. And the other night, as I was going through, there was uh, an indigent individual who had left their grocery cart just hanging out in one of the darker corners of the campus where I go walk. And 
the individual standing kind of kitty corner to a darkened area and had the arms splayed out. And I immediately flashed to the intro, like, Freddy Krueger sequence from A Nightmare on Elm Street where his arms stretched to the ends of the alleys. And I nearly shit myself. Because I was like, this is how it happens. This is how I die. And uh, then the person, of course, propositioned me for some money. And uh, I, you know, just uh, gave a little shutter shot with my elbow. And he's not breathing anymore. But, uh, yeah, it was a good night. I, I, so I, I Sounds stand like it. corrected. Yeah, well. uh, you can catch me with the occasional horror trope. Well, thank you for admitting it. You're welcome. Occasional spoop. Wes Craven can still get me in the, get me in the good good. Mm. Speaking of the good good, Courtney, when, you're, when we're done tonight, make sure you tell that hot piece of ass that you call Jonah and I call my husband that I said hi. Oh, he just got home. He'll be so thrilled to hear that. Fantastic. Oh, before we go, um, I should apologize to Michael by allowing him to speak about the thing he was going to complain about in the group chat yesterday when he didn't ever message me back about setting this up. What happened at work the other day, Michael? Oh, I oh, guess yeah, I can talk wow, well about done. that very quickly. So, so I'm sitting, I'm sitting at the you know the pizza job, the job that I you know make pizza, sling them, if you will. The um, job of pizza, and, the pizza that is your job. Yes, 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 yes. Pizza the cam? job where I sell pizzas because that is my pizza, Fucking that is my job hell. as a pizza. Anyway. <laughs> I only did that to piss Shane off. Anyway, so I'm sitting there pulling Pete. Thank you. (laughs) Great minds think alike. I'm sorry. That wasn't an insult. I will end this meeting right now. So I'm pulling pizzas and everything because I'm I'm cutting them. I'm is setting them up to go. Is that what they call it these days? Yes, dirty bitch. That's what the youths call them. Them <laughs> zoomers. Um, so anyway, I, I'm minding my own business, and all of a sudden, at the front of the of the store, all I hear is, <coughs> <coughs> and I turn. This guy's literally coughing at the plastic uh, like wall that like we put between us and them. And I say them as the customers very derogatorily because <laughs> fuck Ooh. them. Um, Problematic. So apparently, uh, get this guy came in, had his had the chin diaper going, mm. and because cases are going higher in Arizona, um, the manager that I usually work with on Mondays is like, okay, I'm going to start you know, really enforcing it because we haven't really been doing that much. Mm. Um, exactly. It, it's more of a just a futile effort. But it's anyway, weird, he's trying to... You've been getting tested every week. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> um... <laughs> Like my patients, it's tested all the time. <sighs> anyway, so the guy comes in chin diaper, and apparently this guy's already had an issue before with this manager, where, like, the other day he came in, he's like, I'd beat the shit out of you if my kid wasn't here, and he had, like, a five-year-old or something like that. But he eats pizza Very, every day? Yeah, apparently so. World and he's also hit Arizona. on one of the other, yeah, exactly, he's hit Indeed. on the one of the other shift leaders to the point where she was super uncomfortable about it. Uh, so anyway, he comes in. He, I don't even think he ordered a pizza, but he walks in, <laughs> and the manager's like, "Oh, put you know, can you put your mask on, please? You know, because he had it on. He didn't. He didn't not have a mask. He just had it as a chin diaper. You and said so that. then, mm-hmm. yeah. So then he just started losing it. He start. He started uh, coughing at it. He's like, I don't do what I fucking want. He was like, he started screaming. He spat on the. Yes. And then he took the um the hand sanitizer pump that we had next to it, then he sprayed it on there as well. And he started beating it. Uh start no, not beating it, sorry, beating the plastic (laughs) the the plastic wall. (laughs) 
that separates us from them. Um, just trying to get the guy out. And uh, the, the, the manager riled up. The manager's like, please leave my store. Leave my store. Did you give him his fucking pizza? No, he didn't order anything. Oh. He literally walked in and started creating a fuss. And he's just like, I'll beat the shit out of you. Take it outside. Take it outside. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And he like took out his phone because he was trying to rile up the manager to try and get him to fight him. And the manager's like, as long as you don't step on this side of the counter, I don't care. He's like this ex-military kind of dude where like I wouldn't want to see him fight because I wouldn't want to give a statement. Um, he, This place is weird. I, I'll just say that. But anyway, so like this happened for a good five minutes where this guy was just screaming at the top of his lungs. He had another guy that was like right at the door who was kind of like backing him up every so often. So this, this chick walks in and this, and she doesn't have a mask. And the manager during this, while the whole thing is happening, he's like, Oh, can you put on your mask? And she's like, Oh yeah, yeah, sorry. Puts it on. No problem at all. So complete polar opposites of people that don't wear masks. It's like, Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Let me just put that on. I'm going to kill you. You come outside. I'll fight you. <laughs> um, and then while she's coming in, the guy that's like kind of the backup starts hitting on her. And she just looks like she just wants to pick up a pizza. And this is all happening in the span of like five minutes. And I'm just standing there pulling pizzas out yeah, of the oven that. being like, what the <clears throat> fuck is going on? Because I didn't know what started. All I heard was the <laughs> and I just see this guy like leaning up against this plastic barricade and just coughing like he's like has TB or something like that. So that's 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 what the what kind of like you know I came I I had to deal with uh, at work on Monday and that's why I was like I I can't do any sound checks I I'm sorry that was uh, very mentally taxing for me. Okay, I'll give you a pass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would tap me out too. Yes, I'm just like th- th- that's the worst I've ever had to deal with the customer. Like you know there are a couple of people that are like I don't wear masks. like during uh, during this shit yeah 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 but like. That guy, like, he got so butthurt over a simple request, not even to have a mask, but just to pull it over his mouth. To let's just order a pizza. <laughs> anyway. Let's spin this because I've... Oh, go, sorry, Shane. No, go ahead. go ahead. I've been very, very outspoken, and uh, uh, all of us have, actually, about, you know, being safe and responsible and, you know, not being a complete fucking asshole. But instead of taking that usual route... Instead, thank you to the people who actually do it and actually wear the mask for your entire shift, wear it when you're out and about. Thank you for being considerate. Um, I've wanted to say that because I, I don't know. I'm tired. I'm I'm tired of being of you know the policing person on yeah. on this thing where it's like, well, fuck it. Like you know, choose choose your own adventure. I can't control what you do, but if you are being a human. Thank you. It's it's very, very much appreciated when we're out and about. Everyone values their autonomy. And we understand that you don't like to feel put upon. And there is a lot of shifting in everyone's equilibrium these days. We're all kind of 10 degrees outside of our comfort zone. And we've been operating in that way for quite some time. So I get it. As we say from Django, we understand tensions are high but just try to comport yourself with a little civility show a little dignity and just understand everybody else is struggling too there's no one who is actually trying to single you out to make you have a bad day just trying not to perpetuate death to the rest of the world right 
I know it's a very American sentiment, and we've all championed <laughs> it for generations. But Happy yeah. Thanksgiving. <laughs> and when, when in a pinch, ask yourself, WWJD, what would Jonah do? You know, Jonah is the best person I've ever I've ever met, and uh, I married the wrong person. Um, <laughs> you can have him. I'll trade you. Clip that. <laughs> can do. And uh, if uh, if the you know civility and being decent doesn't work out for you, you can always just go the route of gobble gobble, motherfucker, and see where that takes you. You're gonna you. get stuffed. <laughs> gonna drink your blood like cranberry sauce, meanie. Hey, by the way, we also are on YouTube on Fridays and Wednesdays. We've got Disinformed After Dark, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Also, we have our wonderful new fanfic that we're posting every Wednesday, and that is the Hogwarts School of Prayer and Miracles. If we haven't browbeaten you over the head enough to get you to watch it by now, you ain't never gonna watch it. But I guarantee it's more fun than the turkey trots. So, give me the gravy, and let's get this thing over with. To wrap this up like a wonderful turkey sandwich, I believe that is going to bring this glorious episode of the Disinformed Podcast to a close. Anything else we would care to impart for the, you know, lovely listeners out there? Always spay and neuter your pets. Bob and your Michaels. Fucking Barker. And your Michaels, yeah. Actually, actually, yeah. What Courtney said. Uh, Always remember to spay and neuter your Michaels. You can't take away a sexual identity from that which does not have it. <laughs> True, I guess. Yeah, that's a, he's yeah. living. Lazy Susan of sexuality, just <laughs> All right, I believe that is going to wrap up this marvelous episode. Thank you all for being here. As per usual, we have social networking pages, and you don't give a flying fuck. But <laughs> the fact that she nodded in agreement. <laughs> <laughs> If you aren't ready to go down the route of total attrition the way I have, because I just stopped posting, uh, you can find us on Facebook.com slash Disinformed Podcast for the elderly amongst us who still have a Facebook page. Uh, or Messenger, God forbid. On Instagram.com, we are at Disinformed Podcast. And on the Twitters, if you want to tweet us, it's at Disinformed Pod. And thank you, Courtney, for doing so. For being the one. All right. For the Disinformed Podcast, I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. And I'm Courtney. So long. And good night. Take it away, Courtney. (laughs) So long and good night. (laughs) You have to shoot your shot. (laughs) 